is a different Sunday, okay? This is a different kind of Sunday than usual. We've got the kids in here. How many kids we got? Raise your hand if you usually are in kids' church and you are not used to being in this room at this time. Yeah? Hi, guys. We got a few of you guys. Hello. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Give us a wave. <laughs> Good job. Good job. So this is, is going to be a little different. So this Sunday is, is Next Gen Takeover Sunday. That might not even be what it's called, but that's what I'm calling it. And, and we are playing a game here that is a Connect Youth classic, okay? It is called Head, Shoulders, Knees, and Cup, okay? We need more energy out of you guys than we usually do at this time. And you're the 1030 service, so I know you can bring it, okay? Because <laughs> you're less tired right now, hopefully, okay? But I'm going to have Josie help me demonstrate this game real quick, okay? Let's pretend that Josie has a friend in front of her who's doing the same thing that she's doing, okay? We're going to name a body part, and you're going to touch the body part, and then you're going to touch the next body part I name, and you're going to touch every single one we name, and then I'm going to say cup, and you'll grab the cup. So it'll be like head, shoulders, knees, shoulders, elbows, nice, head, shoulders, knees, Okay, whoever gets the cup first, they move on, okay? And so this is what I want to see. We're going to need volunteers. This is participatory, okay? And I'm not going to make you say it. I'd usually make the kids say, say participatory, and no one can do it. But, but I want to see parents playing kids. Yeah, I want to, let's go. I got, we got eager kids right okay, here. Okay, raise you guys your hand if you want to be, if you want to play the game. We're going to have four couples down here and four up on the stage. Go. So if Luke go. calls you up, come on up. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Avery's good. She's good at this game, okay? I'd be scared, okay? Oh, they're ready to go. <laughs> Let's go. Perfect. You guys can stay right there. Okay, so come on up in front of the stage. Who's your partner? Um, Channing. Channing and Nora and Dad. Okay, scooch over here a Let's little bit. Let's do it. We need here. three more pairs. Hey, you two. Yeah, together. Come on up. You guys can come up here. Okay, we need some audience participation, like you said, and we need you guys to cheer them on. So, okay, here's your guys' cup. Go ahead and get ready. We need one more pair. One get more that pair. Last pair. Let's go. Oh, don't fall off the stage. You got it. Okay, everybody you guys get can ready. Join us up on the stage. Whoa there. Whoa there. Okay. Last round, last time, last service that we did this, every single parent lost in the first round. Ooh. It was sad, okay? I don't want to see on, that parents. this morning, okay? Yeah, Woo! parents! Okay. Yes. All right. I'm going to make it tough. Yeah, I'd be scared. <laughs> okay, all right, head, shoulders, knees, shoulders, knees, shoulders, hips, knees, toes, Armpits, ears, eyes, nose, head, shoulders, knees, cup. Oh, we got some parent winners. Okay, hold it up if Let's you want. Go. Good job. Good hey. job, Jan. Go ahead and take a seat. Okay, right. I'll take a cup. You guys will play so each other now. Find a new partner. Y'all can, y'all can, oh, you guys, okay. Find a partner. If you are, if you've got a cup, you're still here. If cup. you don't have a cup, I'll let you know that okay. I'm sorry. You're, it's okay, over you for you. Partners. Let's head back to the seats, okay? 
Hey, okay, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get out of the way. I don't want everybody, I want everybody Perfect. to see. Okay. <laughs> All right. Y'all ready? It doesn't matter. Let's go. Who are you cheering for? Let's hear it. Yeah, okay. Knees, toes, big toe, index fingers. <laughs> nice. Ears, vertebrae, <laughs> clavicle, <laughs> collarbone. That's your collarbone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <laughs> you got some hips and. That's funny. Forehead, armpit, knee pit, elbow pit, cup. Cup! <laughs> Let's go. Good job, track. Track, you still in it? You're lucky Lauren's not playing. She beat you last service. Good job. He gets okay. two rounds at this. Track and Bobby, I'll take one of the cups. Josie, I'm gonna have you do this no, one. I'm I doing did it. So yeah, you're doing it. This is a chance at redemption. She, oh, she my faked goodness. herself out last service. <laughs> Yeah, I had a little easy round, but okay. Let's see if I can do this. Ready? Track's got to tie his shoe. Okay. Head, shoulders, nose, ears, elbows, knee pit, shoulders, back, calves, ankles, head, cup. Oh! <laughs> hey. Bobby and, and Anna. Bobby and Anna. Okay, who are you guys cheering for? Let's hear it. <laughs> Go, Anna. Hey, tell, tell them your name and what grade you're in. My name is Bobby, and <laughs> I don't go to school. You might... <laughs> My name is Anna, and I'm going in the third grade. Uh, My money's on the third grader. <laughs> hey, and you guys don't even know. We didn't tell you guys. If you win, you get the cups. Okay, yeah, it's, it's, big, it's big business. Okay, all right, head, shoulders, knees, toes, eyes, shoulders, kneecaps, knee pits, kneecaps, knee pits, kneecaps, knee pits, hips, thighs, calves, hamstrings, <laughs> hips, elbows, shoulders, armpits, shoulders, armpits. Shoulders, armpits, job, knee pits, cup. kneecaps, cup. Oh! Yay, Anna! <laughs> Let's go, Anna. Good the job, winner Anna. of the cup. So good. Good job. You can go ahead All and take it. All right. Seat. Let's go. Josie's got some things to share with you guys. I'll see you guys later. Okay. Wow. That was amazing. Good job, Anna. I'm so proud of you. I can tell you've been practicing. Okay. Now I got to like, get in the zone. I'm like in my. That was hilarious. I love it. Welcome, everybody. So I am Josie. I am the children's director here at Connect. And Luke was just with us. He'll be back on later. Like he said, we have a family service planned. It's already been so fun, and it's just going to continue. Um, we have some fun things in store. So I'm going to share a little bit um, of my heart and Connect's heart on Connect Kids and why we care so much and why we feel it's important to do things like this, family services, to involve all of you in um, what, kids, what kids' lives looks like here. And then I have something really fun later with some kiddos, so get ready. Um, so Connect Kids has been a huge part of my life for about nine years now, and I started volunteering um, shortly after we launched and wanted to push myself out of my comfort zone to start 
volunteering and start helping and connect kids. So I started off as a junior leader and got comfortable with that and started um, leading a second grade small group in Connect Kids. So where are my second graders at? Can I see you? Any more second graders? Okay, that's where I started, leading kids like you, and that was so much fun. I loved it, I was getting comfortable, I felt so much purpose being able to pour into my group. And then we all know, right when you are comfortable, God likes to push you to be uncomfortable and to grow you a little bit. And so Whitney, Clinky, we all know and love, she pushed me out of my comfort zone. God used her to do that. And she asked me to coffee and told me, told me, didn't really ask me, I guess, that I was gonna start leading large group back in Connect Kids. And at the time, um, that was terrifying to me. I was, did not think I'd be the person for the job. I was like, no way, this can't be me being loud and crazy with the kids. And I thought I was a small group girl. So she pushed me, I grew, God grew me and used me um, for that season of my life. And so being more invested in the ministry helped me Stir some, it stirred something up in me to go into ministry. And so I started a year-long residency here with Connect to learn more what it would look like, take some classes, and just get more involved um, in that capacity. And so then by the time that year residency was over, I got offered a job to be a full-time children's director here at Connect, which has just been the best thing ever, the most amazing experience. I always tell people Sundays are the most exhausting and draining days ever, but they're the most fulfilling and what is what keeps me going every week, um, just being with the kids and just getting to pour into them and seeing them um, love coming to church. So that's what it's all about. Um, and that's what we wanted to really show all of you this morning is how invested we are with the kids here. So being invested in Connect Kids truly means being invested in the next generation, clearly. These kids are gonna grow up, our youth are already growing up and running things in their schools. They are gonna be running our churches someday, our businesses and our whole entire society. They are, gonna, they are the future. And it's so important for us to start now pouring into them in their little lives and getting them um, to know who Jesus is. And it's more than that though, it's more than just teaching them about who he is, it's really showing them who he is and how it looks like to truly live our lives in relationship with him. So on Sundays, we get to teach them Bible stories, but it does not end there. We get to show them how to apply it to their everyday lives with our bottom lines and our memory verse and our check-ins throughout the week, just seeing how they're doing. We get to be vulnerable with them about our own lives and how Jesus is the Lord of our life and how through the good and the bad, he, um, he remains the same. So I know, and I hope you all know, that these kids need Jesus by their side to be able to go and run our schools and our churches and our businesses and everything someday. And so with Jesus on their side, they will be unstoppable for all the things they will be able to do for the kingdom of God. And preparing for this message, I wanted to chat with Dave and Casey a little bit and learn about why kids were important and how, well, obviously I knew why they were important, but learn a little bit of their vision and mission for kids and what, what they had in mind before even planting and launching Connect in the beginning. And they said that them and the launch team, they all knew that they wanted Connect to be a place where their own kids could come, specifically starting with their own kids, could come and have a place where they were a part of it and they felt like it was a church that they could be involved in and that the people there cared about them and wanted to invest in them and a place where it wasn't just where mom and dad went to church and we tagged along, it was where it was their church too. 
So I hope we've created that. Um, God has definitely created that. And I hope that all of you can see that, especially this morning. And we're going to do something really exciting now. We're continuing in our Fruit of the Spirit series on joy. And what better way to teach all of you what joy is than to bring up our experts on joy, and that is our Connect Kids. So if you guys want to come on up, I have some volunteers. You guys can make your way onto the stage. We're going to grab some stools now. Yeah. And come on up here. You want to grab your stools and we'll line them up. We're going to do a little panel. So the kids have been practicing and preparing their questions and their answers for you to teach all of you, like I said, what joy is. Awesome. Look at that. It's perfect. Okay. So I think we need to introduce you guys and tell the audience who is here with us this morning, okay? So who do we have here? Anna. Channing. Noah, Josiah. Awesome. Okay, let's, let's welcome them to the stage. I tried to sit down for service, and it was difficult to get up and down, so I'm just going to stay standing, actually. Um, but let's go ahead and get started in our questions and see what brilliant answers you guys have for us, okay? So, Anna, you're first. So, what does joy mean to you? To me, it means happiness and love and love and how do you feel joy when you're like really really happy yeah joy is like extreme happiness I love that all the time right okay um I'm gonna skip to Nora when is a time that you have felt joyful with my family my brother sisters and my pets and your pets we know Anna loves all of her pets don't you Yes, that brings you joy. I love it. Okay, Josiah. When can it be hard sometimes to have joy? Like when your like best friend moves away or like they talk about it and you're like, yeah, right, like you'll move away. And then they really do and you're like, well, I really miss them and that, yeah. Yeah, that's hard to have joy. When your best friend moves away, I couldn't even imagine. Actually, I did go through that and that was a really hard time, but we can, we can still have joy through it, right? Okay, um, back to Anna, and then we'll get to you, Chan. Um, where can we find true happiness and everlasting joy? You can find it, like, when you follow Jesus and spread his love. Yeah, when you spread his love. Yeah, I love that, when you follow Jesus, because he is the ultimate giver of joy. Is that right? Yeah, I love it. Okay, Channing, do you know the difference between joy and happiness, and can you tell us a little bit about that? Joy is in my heart, and happiness is on my face. She said joy is in her heart, and happiness is on her face. That's, that is a great description of it. Do you have any examples of when that might be? When I ride my pony, I feel like I'm happy, and when I give presents to the hospital, um, I feel joyful. I love that. When she rides her pony, she feels happy. But when she gives, to, gives presents to kids at the hospital, that brings such a good joy, right? It brings joy to you and to them. I love that. Okay, Nora, why do you think that Jesus wants us to have joy? So everyone can be happy. So everyone can be happy, yeah? And he wants us to have joy through the good and the bad. And no matter what we're going through, he wants us to still have joy, yeah? Okay, 
You guys are doing so great. Josiah, you have our last question. Who in the Bible has joy? Um, Mary, when Jesus died, she thought like, like he died forever, but then he rose again. She's like, wow, it's Jesus. <laughs> and yeah. Wow, it's Jesus. What a joy that would have been for Mary, right? He died and then he rose again and she saw him and she was, that was probably the ultimate joy. And that's what we can all celebrate where our joy comes from too, right? That Jesus died for us and rose again. I love it. Okay, let's give a round of applause for these brilliant answers. That was so good. We have one final thing to do. Do you guys remember? Yeah, I remember what it is. Got it in your head. So we do prayer requests every at the end of every large group in Connect Kids. I just let them raise their hands, whatever is on their heart to pray for. We get deep things, real life things that they're going through. We get funny things. We get stories from home that just would be hilarious if I stood up here and told you all of them. So lots of things, but we know we can give all of it to Jesus no matter what it is, right? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to take their prayer requests and we're going to pray together. So what's your prayer request? That God gives joy to everyone. Even. I love that. That God gives joy to everyone. That Mr. Colin and all the other sick people feel better. That Mr. Collins and all the sick people feel better. Outdoor cats um, are going to be outdoor cats. Um, they don't get hurt or lost. They are safe, right? We want our outdoor cats to be safe, okay? And that everybody has a great week. Everybody has a great week. I love it. Okay. So this is what we do. We close our eyes, we bow our head, and we focus on Jesus with this time. So we're going to give all of our prayer requests to God. Dear Jesus, we just thank you so much for bringing all of us here today. We thank you for this family service. We thank you for all these amazing reminders that we can have joy through the good and the bad and that that comes from you. And we lift up these prayer requests. We pray for Anna and lift up her prayer requests that everybody can have joy. And we thank you that you promised that to us. And we pray for Channing and lift up her prayer requests for Mr. Collins. And we pray for him going through this journey that he's on. We pray for all other sick people. We know that you are with them and you are the healer and you are the helper no matter what their outcome is. And we just give all that to you. We pray for Nora and her cats and all the animals that need you. We just pray for protection over them. And we pray for Josiah's prayer request. We lift up to you that everybody just has a great week and that you are with them and go with them everywhere they go. We give it all to you in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, good job, you guys. You can take your stools. Yeah, I think those, those are some pretty good answers. We might just cut the message and, and do it in record time this week. I'm gonna be honest, I don't know. But no, we're actually, no, we're still gonna do a message. No, like, um, but the thank you kids for, for opening us up, getting us thinking about joy and what joy is. Um, and I'm excited about this message here that I've got for you guys. My name is, my name is Luke. I'm the youth pastor here at Connect. Um, and we meet here on Sunday nights. Kids get, youth get double church on Sunday, okay? They, they come here in the morning and then back here at night, 6.30 to 8.15, we play games like y'all saw earlier. We'll have a message. A lot of times we'll do small groups. Sometimes we have worship. Um, and it's just an awesome time, a good way for them to get together, build some, some um, 
just make some new friendships with, with kids who might go to the same school with them, but they didn't even know they were Christian, and then they have that, that connection that they can have. And so I highly advise the youth group, okay? Youth, youth meant a lot to me when I was a student. And so, uh, but in my personal, more personal life, youth is pretty encompassing. But in my personal life, I'm actually getting married very soon, okay? I get married in six days, all right? Yeah. Yeah, and last week, um, Jason, the pastor over at Great Oaks, he came and he spoke here and he gave a message on kindness. And he had a little joke in there about how you got to get married in a year that ends zero, zero, so that you never forget, like, the amount of time. But also... (laughs) That's not great advice because you have to wait 77 years, okay? And so that doesn't really work out for me. I'm not planning on doing that. And then, but also, I haven't beat, okay? Because we are getting married, me and my fiance, Sierra, we're getting married on both of our birthdays, okay? We have the same birthday, and it falls on a Saturday, and every year we're going to have mega birthday anniversary, okay? And you know I'm going to be taking a vacation on mega birthday anniversary every year, and... Uh, we got to really, we got to make sure our kids' birthdays aren't that day because the rest of the year is just going to be boring, okay? And so, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty hype about that. I'm pretty excited about that. And if you're over 50, that it just means, hype just means excited. If I catch myself using, if I catch myself using phrases that you're, that I don't assume you'll understand, I'm going to try and tell you what it means. But if I don't, and you're like, what did he just say? It probably is just a different way to say that something is good. Like I went out there and um, Logan, who was, who was singing, leading worship, he told me that I said slept on in the first service. And his mom was just like, he said slept on. And, and slept on means good. If you're over, yeah, if you're maybe over 50, maybe over 40, you know, I don't know. I don't know how much you, you keep with the, 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 the things the kids are saying these days. But that's enough about me. Um, Today we're, we're in a series, we're continuing a series on the fruit of the Spirit. And we're in our third week of it and we're talking about joy. And the fruit of the Spirit is, is a passage that I feel like um, that maybe you guys have heard that phrase. Even if um, maybe you, you haven't been in church, maybe if you're new to church, I think that's a phrase that some people um, still be familiar with. But just to make sure everyone's on the same page, I'm going to read you guys the passage that we get it from. And, and what the fruit of the Spirit is kind of about. And the guy who wrote this was a guy named Paul. He was writing a letter to a group of churches in a region called Galatia, which is kind of like modern-day Eastern Europe, okay? And that's all the geography I'm going to give for you guys, all right? So you guys are are good. If you're not geography whizzes, you know, I'm going to get right into this passage. So this is what it says in Galatians 9, or 5, 19 through 23. I'm going to read it out of my print Bible. bookmarks fell out between services, but I'm fast, okay? It says this, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual morality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so when we're making decisions based on what our own heart is telling us to do, 
we end up doing some of those things. Like that wasn't even that bad of a list. Like murder wasn't on there. And a lot of those lists, it's like, yeah, murder. And you're like, ah, they ain't talking about me. Hopefully <laughs> that, that, that's the case. And, but like, I see myself and I know that like, especially even more so before like really living for Jesus, outbursts of anger, like that's normal. Like I see that in my own life, that sometimes I might snap on somebody and I might lose my cool. Or maybe I've got selfish ambition. Like I find myself doing a lot of the things I do, seeing what can I get out of it? And, and like with quarreling, it says quarreling, everybody gets into arguments and sometimes I'm in it, like the competitive side of me is just like forgets what I'm even arguing about. I'm like, I'm just gonna win this argument. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna win. And it doesn't end well. Like I see myself when I follow my own heart, that's what, that's what happens. In Proverbs it says, that the heart is deceitful and evil above all things. But this is what Paul says as he goes on. He says that when we follow life led by the Holy Spirit, by Jesus, he says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. These things actually give life to the people around us. I got two plants and they're obviously in very different condition. This one I'm actually very proud of. And this one I went away to camp and I left it outside and it got scorched, okay? It got wrecked. And actually the, I had a different plant for my dead plant and my fiance at my house moved, like I think she got rid of it because it was just a dead plant. She didn't know I was gonna use it as a sermon illustration this week. But lucky for you guys, I have multiple dead plants at my house. So, but I also have multiple good plants. I'm decent with them. I'm decent, okay? But we look at these two plants and the, the fruit of the spirit can kind of be like a litmus test to see, hey, how am I doing in my walk with Jesus? Like how much do I actually give life to other people? How much do I actually see those things come out of me? Because what brings out the fruit of the spirit is the source it's connected to. That seeing the fruit of the Spirit is about being connected to the source, which is the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of Jesus. But when we're connected to our own heart, our own desires, our own intentions, we see ourselves bring death to places um, where we could be bringing life. It's kind of like a litmus test to see how we're doing. Because I even know that there were times in my life where I would say that I was a follower of Jesus, and I knew Jesus died for my sins, but I look at the fruit of my life and it looks a little more like this than like this. I see that I'm bringing those outbursts of anger, that quarreling, the, the envy that I want something someone else has. But when I live in step with the spirit, following what he wants for my life, I see just naturally the fruit of the spirit coming out of my life. So you can think about these plants throughout the sermon. I like to use visuals for youth and I know visuals help with kids and I believe they help with adults too, okay? And so I give you guys those visuals just because I care, because I want you guys to get it, okay? So but this week we're talking about joy. That's our fruit of the spirit for this week. And I remember we were in staff and it was like five, six weeks ago. And Dave's like, yeah, we're doing a, a, like a next gen service. And Luke, you're gonna be speaking on joy. And I, we were all kind of like, hey, let's go. This is gonna be fun. Like, I was like, hey, big Sunday, you know? And so I was really excited about speaking. And then I got writing the message and I'm like, 
man, I almost would have rather had patience than joy because joy is a fruit of the spirit that everyone wants. But for some of the people here in this room today, out of all the attributes, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, it might be the feeling that we feel the least. I know there's some of us in this room that you might be going through a rough season in a relationship, or you may have a broken relationship that meant a lot to you. And it's difficult to feel joy right now. I know for some of the kids in the room, your switch may have died and you don't know where the control, the charger is, or someone moved it, or your sibling took it from you, and you're really like not feeling that joy. You're feeling a lot of anger. Outbursts of anger is like your fruit right now. I know there's some of us that we might be going through a financial rough patch. Maybe it's a season that just feels impossible to get out of. There's some of us who might be struggling with mental illness who are here right now. That joy kind of just almost feels like a joke to hear a message on joy. And there's some of us in the room in the middle of health crisis for us or a family member, and we just don't feel a sprinkle of that joy. But there's a difference between being happy and having joy. There's a strong difference between being happy and having joy. And I'm gonna give you guys a couple examples, but I want you to notice that there's nothing wrong with happiness. Happiness is a good thing. These examples I'm gonna give, like God still loves our happiness, but happiness and joy are different. And so, like, let's talk getting a promotion, okay? Let's talk getting a raise. I'll tell you what, inflation's got me praying for raises and we wouldn't even get them until January, all right? And so y'all get a raise, you're excited. We're like, I'm gonna take the kids to Disney World. Like, we're, and, and I'm out here, I just want my raise so that I can more comfortably shop at Lindy's instead of Walmart for my groceries. Because I just like, I feel good when I walk through those cute grocery store aisles. Like, it just, it's just like, I don't know, like going to the eggs, going to the meat department, I don't know, it's just different. It's just different there. We don't have grocery stores like that up north. I don't know, it's just a special place. I'm gonna give you guys a personal example. When I, I'm not brand new to Washington, but I'm newer to the area. I've been here for a year and a half, and um, I'm from a suburb of Chicago called Lake Zurich. And I still enjoy it up there. I have a lot of relationships up there. My, my parents live up there, uh, still have friends. Um, the church that I really um, like found my love for Jesus at is up there, and I, I know uh, staff members there and have fam- uh, people I still know up there. And so coming down here to Washington was something that God had placed on my heart. It's something that God really was directing me to do. But realistically, I don't have family in Washington. I, I have a few friends that I knew from like growing up at camp. Um, but overall, I was gonna, I was missing the food too, okay? Bex is a good gas station. And I think that it's got good food. I would still have Bex up in Lake Zurich. It just would never be a top three restaurant in Lake Zurich. And I believe, honestly, that it might be a top three Washington restaurant, okay? (laughs) And so you might disagree with me. And I think number one, Cherry Garden, though. That place is slept on. That's where I said, yeah, Cherry Garden, (laughs) man, I don't know. Yeah, Cherry Garden's good. Even in Lake Zurich, when the food was better, I had those relationships that I really enjoyed um, that had developed over the years. I'd be happier up in Lake Zurich, even after moving to Washington at first, but I actually have more joy 
being here in Washington connected to the purpose that God had called me to, that God had called me to be a pastor here, to the youth here in this area. And, and I felt more joy being here than up there, but I felt more happiness there. It's because being happy is about how good we feel, but having joy is about being connected to the Holy Spirit, the giver of joy. So this guy, Paul, I mentioned earlier in the New Testament, he writes about joy in a number of his letters. And as far as people in the Bible go, he had it really rough. There's a story in the Bible where he was beaten, he was um, flogged, and if you don't know what that means, I don't even recommend looking it up. It's horrible, okay? And they threw him in prison, and at midnight in prison, he is singing um, with Silas, his, his ministry partner. He's singing his praises to God and praying in the middle of a season that couldn't, I couldn't even imagine that kind of pain and that kind of feeling of maybe sadness, maybe even feeling a little bit defeated. But in the middle of this circumstance that was brutal, he lived with joy because you couldn't take that away from him. He writes this in a letter or in his letter to the church in Rome. This is what he writes about joy. I'm gonna find it, but I'm gonna be fast. Watch this. In kids' church, we used to do something called sword drills, and it was just a race to see who could get to the verse the fastest, and I was out there practicing. And, and me and my church friends in college, we would just get our Bibles out and try to see who was the best at sword drills. Okay, so, yeah, so I... You can talk to me after service, I'll race you. Okay. So it says here in Romans 5, it says, Therefore, since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of your faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. That Paul doesn't have just this blind joy. He's not just goofy happy in the middle of these like awful situations. He probably even cried about it sometimes and that's all right. Like I cry about it sometimes too. And there's nothing wrong with that, but he never lost his hope because you couldn't take it away from him. His hope was rooted in this, that even though he'd made all sorts of mistakes, that he was undeserving of the love that God had had for him, he writes later in this passage that even while we were still sinners, God showed his love for us in this, that he died for us. And so no one could take it away from Paul that he knew that no matter what happens to me, no matter where I go, even if I lose, if I lose my life, I'm gonna be the one with the one who loves me more than anyone else could. He goes on to say this about joy also. He says that we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. Yikes, okay? We know that, um, that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. He's saying rejoice when you have problems because they give you endurance, which is gonna build your character and make you more confident of the hope that we can have in Jesus. And this world is so full of anxiety, there's so much worry, there's so much anxiousness that if we, when we ran into problems, our viewpoint was, this is 
something that's going to make me stronger. It's going to make me more confident in how much Jesus cares about me. We would absolutely shake up the people around us with our positivity in our life. I've got one more story, and I'm wrapping it up. So don't worry. So my grandpa, he was uh, my dad's dad. He was a professional boxer. He fought about 20 pro fights. Um, He was like over 500, so he was pretty good too. He was a sharpshooter in the Korean War uh, for the, with the Marines. And then after all of that, he would go on to build houses all over the Chicago area as a contractor, um, built, built a number of houses there up there today. And so he was kind of like as man's man as you can kind of imagine, like almost like a TV character, how pro boxer, Marine, contractor, you know, that's tough, okay? And like so much so that when I was 16, I had one of the better benches at my high school and he was in his 80s and his arms were the same size as mine, okay? Like it was ridiculous. And when I was 16, my grandpa got diagnosed with ALS and we didn't even really believe it. It's often the disease that someone in their 40s, 50s might get. Um, And he was in his mid 80s. And then months after that, his wife passed away and he moved in with us. And so over the coming months, it became evident that he really did have ALS. It started to become more difficult to walk until he couldn't really do it well anymore. And ALS is a brutal disease where you just lose um, muscle, or once you use muscle, you kind of don't get it back. And for someone who really enjoyed his muscle, I couldn't imagine anything much worse. He lost his ability to speak. Eating became more difficult. He started to fall out of his bed because he couldn't control his body. And through all of this, he lived with us, and we would ask him, hey, Marlon, hey, Grandpa, how you doing? Like, how are things going? You feeling all right? How's the food? And no matter how many times we asked him, his response was unwavering. And he would hold up his fingers like this, and he would say, I've never had it so good. I've never had it so good. And my grandpa didn't just have joy and contentment and hope and confidence in who Jesus was because he was just such a great person and he was just so optimistic on his own. His joy was a testimony of the work that the Holy Spirit had done in his life and it was the work of the Holy Spirit shining through him. That It's not normal for a person to, feel, to have that kind of optimism in a situation like that. It can only be the work of God. Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 4. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. It says that we're pressed on every side by our troubles, but we're not crushed. That my grandpa, our family, were pressed with these difficulties, this hard season, but our spirits weren't crushed, that he still had that joy. We're perplexed, but we're not driven to despair. I can't really describe a much more confusing thing than facing this diagnosis, knowing the person that my grandpa was. He goes on to say that we're hunted down, but we're never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we're not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. 
through our hardships, through our difficulties, through those seasons where it doesn't make sense to see the fruit of the Spirit in our lives, that the, the life of Jesus can be seen through those hard seasons. So if you want to experience the fruit of joy in our lives, because I'll tell you what, I want to experience joy. And you might be sitting here thinking like, hey, Luke, how can we experience, yeah, that might be a hand asking, how can we experience that joy that you're talking about? And here's the thing, there is nothing that you can do to experience this joy. There's nothing that you can do. It's only the work of the Holy Spirit in you. There's not some magic three steps of the, the, the things that you need to, you know, start exercising, whatever. No, it's only the work of the Holy Spirit in you. And we do, so if we want to experience the joy of the Holy Spirit, we need time with the Spirit. We need to know the Holy Spirit. And so this is your challenge this week, that before you leave here, decide how am I going to spend time with my Creator? How am I going to spend time with the Holy Spirit this week? Am I going to spend five minutes, ten minutes in the morning every day, waking up just a hair earlier, maybe before we go to bed, maybe right when you get back from work? How am I going to experience this time with the Holy Spirit where we can see the joy flow out of our lives. I'm going to pray us out. Lord, I just pray for this group here, Lord, this, this group here that came at 1030, Lord, to just grow closer to you. I pray that you would just meet them in love, that you would stir a fire in their heart to, to follow after you, to, to see the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. And Lord, I pray that we would just see it so evidently so that through you, we can be a light to our workplaces, our schools, our families, our friends. Lord, that you would shine through us and just be a light of the power that you can have in someone's life, even in a broken situation. Lord, we thank you for all that you're gonna do in and through us this week. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.